0: I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto. The CEO of Labs, Salman G, is joining us on this Tuesday. And the wizard of gaming, Mr. NFT Tones, is in the building. So I'm very excited for this episode. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how Ripple CTO David Schwartz is warning of a massive Bitcoin bug potentially collapsing the world's largest crypto as we show our listeners a video of macroeconomist Rahul Paul explaining how XRP could take over the world of CBDCs. Bitcoin's halving is coming sooner than anticipated as VChain is expanding into Europe. With the launch of their new fashion products, we can expect more eyes on this layer one. Fidelity is gearing up to allow 34 million new users to access Bitcoin trading, as well as partnering with Charles Schwab, Citadel, and other banking giants to launch a brand new crypto exchange. Kevin O'Leary is bullish on DeFi, highlighting several projects he believes can become the leader in this space, while Polygon is partnering with Starbucks to launch a new NFT program. The tokenization of assets is yet to take the world by storm, with over 16 trillion in assets to be tokenized in the next eight years. We show our listeners why now is the time to create generational wealth. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, Our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So super excited to be back in the building. That was probably the longest vacation I've ever taken. And I got to admit, Johnny Crypto, I'm feeling a little rusty this morning, but we're going to shake the rust off and kick it to you, my friend. How are you feeling on this Tuesday? I'm very happy to be back with you, Johnny.
1: Well, well, first of all, let me just say, Abs, welcome back to the show. While the team did their best to fill in, uh, we totally miss you. We love you. And we are totally glad you're back. So welcome back. You had a nice, well-deserved vacation. Uh, well-deserved. Hopefully you enjoyed the family. So that that's number one. Number two, good morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there today who come and join us every single day. We love you. We appreciate you. Give that like button a warrior elbow drop. Don't forget throughout the show so everybody can watch this thing. And a good, especially good morning to our friend Selman Gee over there on the other side of the world. And look at this. Today we got a... We got a special guest. We got a special co-host here with NFT
0: Tones. Right? NFT Tones is in the building, Johnny Kane. I want to give a shout-out to the Node Defender, Gonzo, Jackie, Andrew Cashflow, and every single member of our team who helped out last week. You guys did phenomenal, and it's really great that I can trust you like that. Shout-out to Gonzo. You did amazing yesterday, but we're going to Selman G this morning. Selman, thank you for making time for us today. What's on your mind, my friend?
2: Good morning, everybody, and good afternoon. I'm just reading through the comments. Man, everybody's just – crazy today so good morning everybody i love this space so much we have lots of great content for you ready and um uh, yeah i'm super happy to be here finally with tones it's been a while since we you know we're live together right exactly, Besides to show.
0: and we're going to talk about a ton of DeFi projects ethereum potentially losing market share to hedera polygon and several others we're going to dive into that but nft tones before we get into that how you feeling this morning my friend and thanks for being here
3: I'm feeling fantastic. I'm excited with all the news coming out. We got tons of crap happening in the NFT world. We had Vaxi Tactics recently migrate to uh, their NFTs to Polygon. We have Superior, which is a gala game, uh, recently uh, announced their uh, open alpha playtest. So there's so much going on. I'm really excited and I'm ready for the world to really start to... uh, Invest into crypto. As we know, only 5% of the world is invested. And I think that's really going to start to change, especially as people start to see the news we have.
0: And we have an article prepared for our listeners today showing that $16 trillion is going to flood into this market of brand new money in the next eight years. And over these next three years, we're going to see $3 new dollars flood in. But if you're joining us on this Tuesday, show us some love. Smash that like button. And we're going to get this thing started the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. At 3TGM Crypto, you get access to every single member of our team. So go smash that follow button. We love talking to you guys. The Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index is in moderate fear this morning, Johnny K. It's been such a long time since you addressed this. I'm going to give you the floor, and what's on your mind? We're sitting at a 34.
1: Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> the problem with sitting at a 34 is normally I would say, you know, it's time to maybe slowly edge in, but the reality is, I, uh, you know, I feel that we are, we still have a bottom, you know, that's coming, as I talked about yesterday in the November timeframe, and in fact, just to, uh, you know, I did a quick poll let me see if I applied can... so I did a poll and it looks like here 70 85 not uh 70 percent of you think we have not hit the bottom yet in fact only 30 percent think that we are uh that we are actually uh have hit the bottom right you can see it here and what's interesting here is you can see 45 percent of people still think we're going to retest 17.5 and and we have 15 percent of people think we're going to 12 and 10 percent think we're hitting 10 which I don't think we're going to do but it's very interesting. So we're not at the bottom, or at least people don't think we're at the bottom. Uh, but this was an interesting poll to kind of see the mindset. 70% think we're still going down. And I'm kind of in that camp too, to be honest with you. And we're going to so- show
0: a chart, Johnny, later today, talking about how this bear market, it could just be getting started. But there is so much liquidity to come into this market. We're only getting here. Here's the total card of to microcap for today, because we are sitting over $1 trillion at $1.01 trillion. Bitcoin is 40% dominance. Ethereum is about 19%. And even though the market is dipping this morning, we are still maintaining that $1 trillion market cap. Bitcoin is sitting at 21,000 even. Ethereum, 1,600. XRP is 33 cents. Cardano is 46 cents. Solana is $35. Chainlink, $7. Algorand, 30 cents. VChain is 2 cents. Hedera Hashgraph is 6 cents. And we're going to scroll down to Quant, which is $101 this morning. Selman G, I'm kicking it to you, my friend. What are some of the projects that you're watching and what's on your mind today?
2: so long term of course i love xrp hbar cosmos these are like big things i really want quant to go to zero the reason is i missed the train i don't want to stack it when it drops below 40 again um, but like in general um i was hoping that the inflation rate uh would you know come maybe as expected or lower than the expected rate unfortunately things have changed there right so the market's got a hit but Nevertheless, Bitcoin looks pretty okay for now. Like uh, finding support above at least 20,500 would be great, would be a great entry uh, for short term. I still believe I need to, um, I will agree with uh, Johnny on that. I still believe there is still a a little bit of room left for the bottom side um, over the next couple of months. And historically, when everybody's talking about history, right? Hey, Bitcoin is going to moon again. Check out the history. I personally would say if you check out the history, then exactly a year before the next halving was always a great time. It was the bottom, the market bottom, basically. And so if the halving is in 2024, then I would expect the bottom to be uh, around like 2023. And um, so this is why, you know, there is still plenty of room left. You see energy costs are rising. So this is why. Raising interest rates, etc. is still on the table. It's going to happen. And this is why I believe we could still hit 15,500, 14,000, maybe 12,000. We'll see. But for now, Bitcoin is forming some kind of a bullish trend, which is great. As long as we sit above 20,500, that level could be a great time to accumulate your favorite altcoins.
0: Thank you, Selman. And we're showing our listeners now a chart of Bitcoin from 2014 all the way through to 2018. And we're creating a very similar structure here. It wouldn't surprise me at all if we went into this long-term consolidation before we had a massive breakout at the end of 2025. But I want to kick it to NFT Tones before we dive into our stories today. NFT Tones, we are one day away from the Ethereum merge. What are you anticipating?
3: It's hard to say. I mean, we know that it's coming, but we know that not a lot is going to be affected. We know that the gas fees aren't going to be turned down or they're not going to be cut in half yet. So we know that there's still a lot to come, but we know that the Ethereum merge is coming in a day and 14 hours. And it'll be interesting to see where things go from here. And it, I, I don't want to predict because it's hard to say. I mean, the merge could completely fail and it could go to shit or it could be very successful. So
0: it, it's hard to say. Johnny Crypto, you are very active in the live chat, but I'm kicking it right to you, my friend. With the Ethereum merge right around the corner, what are you anticipating? Because Kevin O'Leary, he's not as optimistic as many others in the market. He's talking about how Hedera and Solana, as well as Polygon, have much more potential in the long term. What do you think about this new solution for Ethereum? And is it going to have an impact?
1: You know, I think at the end of the day, this is going to be one of those um, buy the rumor, sell the news things. I think everybody's been talking about, it, about that. So, I, you know, it's just one of those things where if you think about it, Ethereum already has a good ownership or market share of this space already. And people already have a good chunk of it in their bags. So, because they're switching to a different operational format, it's a great opportunity, in my opinion, to kind of pump it and dump it, right? But in terms of does it fundamentally change how smart contracts, its ability to employ smart contracts? No. Um, Its cost for it eventually will change, and its transaction rates and things like that. But it's just really a a, a switch of validation from decentralization to centralization, really, if you think about it. That's really all it is. Uh, So I I personally think it's just – I agree with him. I think it's just going to be one of those things that it's really more – of just an opportunity to see a pump and dump. And I won't be surprised if that's what we get, Abs. I really think the next big leg up for Ethereum is going to happen when we hit the next halving as someone was talking about. But I do want to address this question. I think this is really important. People talking about struggling to hold their cash right now because we're down and it feels like, you know, I can't help the buy. I got to tell you, I have the same problem. And so what I've done is I literally have money set aside. I'm not touching it. I want to invest it like right now, this second. And I'm like, no, because I really believe I believe personally that we are going to have a bottom ish, you know, time drop in the November, December time frame. And I'm going to be pissed at myself if we get to November, December. and I put all my money in today. I've done that once before. I'm not doing it again. So I would just encourage you guys and not financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor. Do whatever the hell you want, but be disciplined, be disciplined. And it's OK to know that you got a little money left in your bag somewhere, a little powder that you didn't spend it all. It's OK. Because, man, it hurts when you drop lower and you don't have money to buy. Roto,
0: I'd love to comment here because this is one of the things that me and my friends have been talking about. Well, me, you, and Mario have been talking about a ton, right? I've been going cash heavy these last couple of months because we have so much possible negative news on the horizon. Whether it's the Shimita, whether it's the impending stock market crash, whether it's the fact that the DXY is so hyperextended, it's due for a pullback. But I know that Selman has a comment, so I'm going
2: to kick it to him. Yep. So yesterday we did, we did a great, interesting Twitter spaces on Twitter and you should definitely check it out. And so uh, it was with Eric Jetson. And uh, the interesting thing is, you know, it's recorded. You can find it out. The interesting thing is, you know, there are different uh, investment strategies. Someone who's waiting on the sideline, waiting for a good solid trend formation. Some people just buying the dips, but it, re- it really has to resonate with you. So I can't um, like disagree with you all of course it makes sense to buy the dips if it resonates with you if you have a, your own game plan that works perfectly uh, for you and so we we shared a quote there you know that saying um, planting the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago the second best time is now so guys this is the best time to learn all these different strategies join the 3t academy join collect these discord and you know listen to our twitter spaces we have lots of cool contents maybe there is one single idea that is going to change your life forever right so please this is we're doing all of this for you so take uh, the opportunity and do something for yourself or your for, for your friends and families so um great time
0: Yeah, something really interesting. Johnny, what are these live chats going on right now that have this blue star next to them? I don't know if those are highlighted for a specific reason, but that's very interesting. I do want to show our listeners the fact that our team is continuing to make new connections. We have our CFO right next to David Schwartz as they were together at the XRPL conference. This was so cool to see because David Schwartz, he's pretty much a celebrity to me. He's like any of these other guys, Vitalik Buterin, Brad Garlinghouse. So the fact that they got the opportunity to meet with him and have those conversations. Johnny, how long until we get him on the program?
1: Uh, you know, we're trying to get him on, but there's, 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 there's some issues there with this company. But anyway, nonetheless, you know what what I found amazing about this when David Swartz was standing next to Coach and now they're to Jeremy. Damn, you realize he's a big ass dude. He's a freaking look at him. He's a Jeremy's a big dude. And look, look at Swartz, he's just so big, and that head so big with that beautiful brain in there that developed the, the ripple tech. And as you all know, he's the CTO and responsible for developing the ripple net and everything ripples done that brain is beautiful there abs the reason why i have these start is because i like to bring these up as questions and i forget to bring them up so i start them here's another Mm -hmm. great question guys we do this show for you so i know i'm trampling all over (laughs) all abs agenda but this show is for you guys these are great questions right this is an awesome question if the dollar is going to zero why would you sell your crypto and put it into crypto say well here's the point here's my comment on this question is I don't think the dollar is going to zero. I don't think anybody thinks the dollar is going to zero. What's going to happen, what we believe is going to happen, is the dollar is going to lose its status as a world reserve currency. And it's probably going to get what we believe is a mixed basket of currencies, as Abs talks about, right? And so it's going to lose some value. But in terms of it going to zero and the stable coin going to zero, I don't think that's going to happen. But i got to toss it around the room with Abs and someone, and what do you guys think?
0: Can you ask the question one more time, Roto?
1: Yeah, I'll just pop it up here. So the question is, you know, if the dollar is going to zero, why would you sell your crypto into a stable coin that's backed by the dollar. Which
0: yeah. So uh, the dollar's not going to zero. It's just that it's going to lose value, right? Like, wow. I don't think this is going to be this collapse that happens instantaneously. It's going to be decades before we actually see the dollar exactly. deteriorate. But when you look at what BRICS Nations is doing, right? Like look at Brazil, look at Russia, look at China, look at India, look at South Africa. They're all coming together to create a new global reserve currency and a new monetary system for exchanging value. And the most important part is they're leaving the U.S. on the sidelines. But we got 146 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button this morning. We are yet to get into the most important news for today, but I know Selman G had a comment, so I want to give him the floor.
2: Yeah, so the dollar is actually uh, at a zero. At zero, why? Because if you look at the purchasing power 100 years ago, and now it's pretty much at zero. So um, what you can expect, what we're saying by it's, uh, you know, going to zero is stagflation is going to kick in, right? It's going to be right. just a mass hyperinflation Venezuela, and you have many other countries already you know, with 80% inflation rate. And maybe, you know, if they really mess up the economy, we could see 20% inflation soon, 30%. These are the the official numbers. You you know, already when they say 8%, you know, outside when you check out your gas price, whatever, it's just a mess. It's like sometimes we, even here in Germany, you have like uh, 5X, 10X on your energy costs. So that's crazy. And, um, so you see it's already going to zero, and be- therefore, it's it's wise to invest in solid assets, right? Uh, which is, for example, Bitcoin, XRP, uh, or many you know cryptocurrencies uh, with fundamentals and stocks, of course.
0: Thank you, Salman. And you do live in Germany, so I want to ask you this question. I recently read an article saying that energy prices were up 80% in the last year for you in Germany. One of the things that catches my attention is we're clearly going carbon neutral, and they clearly want us to drive less, use less eat less meat. Right. And so I'm questioning whether the inflation is actually an advantage for them. Are they using the inflation as a way to pushing us into a more carbon neutral
2: situation? Um, Currently, carbon neutral energy sources, for example, right, um, are they're making billions of dollars. As far as I know, 50 billion because of, you know, the high gas gas prices right now, the energy costs are um, the, the energy that you produce through gas is so high these guys can sell for a lower price they need to sell at the same market price so they're making so much money and so many people that are that actually uh, get carbon neutral energy maybe are paying the same price as someone who's you know getting it from a dirty uh, source and the funny thing is so many people right now guys are questioning even on tiktok you see it everywhere people are like questioning should i give up my job why because the government is it's a social country and they're you know Paying for, um, if if you don't have a job. Plus, in January they're going to launch the Universal Basic Income here in Germany, and people are like, "Dude, why should I work?" I mean, like, I'm going to wow, get. Selman, like that's breaking news more. to me.
0: So, what is what is the deal with the UBI? What are they going to be giving people in? At what point are they going to be giving it to them?
2: I don't know exactly how much they're giving. I didn't do research on that, but uh, you know, people are already talking about it in January the new uh, party that was elected um, last year. They, you know, that was one of their promises. And it's funny, all these, uh, the latest parties all around the world and the Commonwealth Nations as, as, as well, it's all social parties that promise these kind of things, right? And it's crazy. You have inflation now and people, we all, always talked about it, how UBI, universal basic income is going to incentivize people to give up their jobs and just stay at home. And you're going to be so dependent on the system because of inflation, etc. right? So, um, And if you check out what's going to happen, what's happening now, people are literally questioning if they should give up their job because why should you work 40 hours a week, maybe to get a couple hundred euros more if you can just sit at home and receive free money? Right and enjoy life. They think you're gonna enjoy life, but what if inflation continues? You're never gonna be able to buy a house. You, even now, it's a mess, um, and you can't really buy any assets anymore besides cars. Maybe cars are still, you know, uh, cheap in your uh, Western societies. However, Um, you're going to be so dependent. It's all going to be subscription-based models. So it's it's a mess, guys. I I can tell you that.
0: One of the things that catches my attention is that UBI is only going to accelerate inflation by pushing new money and more money into the system. Over time, those inflation numbers are just going to get higher and higher. So I do think it's a really interesting way to combat inflation. But Johnny Crypto, I'd love to get some closing comments here before we dive into our first article because we got Charles Schwab, Citadel, and Fidelity teaming up here. We're going to break it down.
1: Yeah. You know, just to wrap it up, I think what we're trying to do here is we're, we're trying. We we know UBI is coming over time. What we want to do is make sure we're investing in the rails that bring that to you. Right. That's what we're trying to do here. Uh, you guys all saw, you know, the Fed News announcement and the Cipherium talk. And we know there's other things coming, but we don't know what exactly is going to be the final thing. So we'll continue to monitor it. We'll continue to try to make sure we're investing in those right places. And uh, we'll bring that to you as we continue to learn more.
0: And Johnny, one of the things I think is very important is that Fed now has already announced they're going to be going live in 2023. So I think even worst case scenario, we're only about two or three years away from a CBDC, but we got 153 live listeners joining us on this Tuesday. Show us some love, smash that like button. We're about to dive into the most important news for today as Fidelity, Charles Schwab and Citadel are about to launch their own crypto exchange. And there isn't too much to break down in this article. This article is only about three sentences long, but it's so important because these are some of the largest players on the planet, especially when you talk about the world of finance. So financial heavyweights Charles Schwab, Citadel Securities, and Fidelity Investments announced that they're going to start a crypto exchange, EDX Markets. EDX Markets will be led by CEO Jamil Nazari, CTO Tony Akbar, and General Counsel David Foreman. The new exchange is part of a growing trend of traditional finance companies getting more involved with cryptocurrencies these are names that have been speaking out against crypto for years and years, and here they are lining up to get involved. Johnny Crypto, I'm going to kick it to you before I give
1: my comments. First, they make fun of you. Then they fight you. And now they join you. It's exactly what Yosko says. And this is exactly what you're seeing happening, right? All the big boys are finally saying, holy shit, we need to get into this space too, right? And it's, it's just, it's just, God, this is just further validation. Further validation that there will be a monster, uh, you know, I think, I forgot who said it, but you're going to have a stock market and you're going to have a crypto market, right? And you see all these, I mean, now this kind of, for me, validates it, right? You had FTX, you had Kraken, you had Coinbase. Okay, none of these are CharSwap, right? Now you got Schwab, Citadel, Fidelity, like, holy crap, those are the big boys. That's the kingfish. And now they are coming out and saying, okay, we need to have a crypto exchange. So they're validating. They're saying, okay. It's here. It's here. They just, folks, what's today's date? September 13th. You just got validated. Cryptocurrency is not going away. It will be here to stay because the big boys just said, hey, we need to open up exchange because guess what? This is coming. This is is 100% validation, in my opinion. This is fantastic news.
0: Johnny, and we covered an article earlier this year talking about how Fidelity was going to allow 401ks to access Bitcoin. Here they are again creating more spaces for cryptocurrency to have use cases, and we're only going to see the market share go up. I want to remind our listeners, we are going to cover an article today showing you how $16 trillion in new cash is about to enter this market, but I want to get Selman G's thoughts. Selman, what do you think of the news?
2: It's not just the crypto exchange that they're launching. They already started to move their like some of their clients to cryptocurrency investments. So even that is huge. And it kind of feels like they, you know, they know or they knew that so much money is going to be printed. They know way before you and I know that a bull market will start. And now, you know, probably they didn't want they didn't want to introduce uh, cryptocurrencies to their um, big investors right their clients um they knew that there's going to be a big recession hitting it hitting and then um that prices will drop and that's the best time to invest for them so now they're slowly opening the doors uh for investments and you know they're going to take care of their clients and these clients are multi-million or billion dollar clients so you're not messing with like. You know your father coming to you and saying, Hey, can you invest uh, 50 bucks for me? If they're coming with billions of dollars on a monthly basis, maybe they're coming with millions, right? Yep. So, um, that's huge, guys. And that means that you know, a market bottom is gonna come sooner or later. Maybe we've seen it, we don't know. Yosko right. would be true, correct then, or we're gonna see one last leg down, but the bottom is gonna come sooner or later, maybe one month, two months, maybe six months. But sooner or later, guys, get ready design your game plan and watch us on all social media platforms because we're doing it daily just for you guys. Hey, Simon,
1: just to build on that. Um, I think what you're talking about is important because, but it's limited. So right now these guys like, like Fidel then can bring in accredited investors, right? And, and that's what we're seeing happening now. Wait to when regulate, this is just a step before regulation. When regulation comes, then these guys can then offer to big institutions as well as, 401k and put all that money into it. So the floodgates are about ready to freaking open. We just need regulation.
0: NFT tones. I want to hear what you have to say. Your dad. I mean, Johnny crypto brought up something so important is that Kevin O'Leary said that crypto was going to become the 12th sector of the economy. And we're watching that play out right here. Many of these people have been heavily critical of the use cases of cryptocurrency, whether it's Charles Schwab or Fidelity. And here they are not only creating use cases, but endorsing this and allowing retail investors like us to start to get involved with this market. What are you anticipating in the future? What does this news mean to you, NFT tones?
3: I think this is very interesting because it shows you how these RSWs, these rat snake weasels go behind our backs. After they say one thing, they come out and do another. So I, I really think it's really interesting and it shows you that, Crypto is starting to grow upon everybody, and it's only a matter of time before, like I said, it takes over the world.
0: You're spot on, NFT talents, and this is an amazing comment from one of our listeners. He said he had a friend who worked with Charles Schwab, and they talked all kinds of SHIT, saying that they will never get into crypto, LOL, and here we are today. Well, you can actually add, who was the other guy, Johnny Crypto? Jamie Diamond to that list. Jamie Diamond is another prominent You're bank. Fired. Himself, everyone. You're fired Stay away from crypto. You are fired if you buy cryptocurrency. Little did they know Jamie Diamond was stacking crypto at the exact same time he was firing his employees. But let's dive into our next news for today as Bitcoin's having maybe coming sooner than anticipated, as the current block time suggests Bitcoin having is just around the corner. So the meat and potatoes of this article, it's very long, it's very drawn out, but there's one paragraph that I wanted to show our listeners. It appears that Bitcoin's next halving is going to take place in March of 2024. And this date is actually well before the anticipated May 3rd, 2024 estimates, which leverages a 10 minute block interval to calculate the halving date. Johnny Crypto, every time we get a halving, we get bullish momentum in the market. March 2024 is the next one. What does it mean to you?
1: Well, what it means to me, and all you listeners out there who are listening, from what I've what I've been learning and understanding, is just because that's when the having is. You don't want to wait till then. Usually, the the momentum gearing up to the to that having starts about nine months before. So for me, abs, the reason why that date's critical is because nine months before that date is even more critical. I want to make sure at that point. I forgot who the guy was who said earlier. I don't want to have any money in the sideline. He was saying where he wants to spend his money now. I want to make sure all of my money's in nine months before this date. So what does that put us? March three puts us probably around like, I think the August timeframe. So in August of 2023, I don't want to have no more money left. I want to have it all in the market because I suspect we'll start to get the momentum building up into the having and then the monster bull run. So, That's what it means to me, Abs.
0: Johnny, on a personal level, I'm pretty excited to see what happens during the Shemitah date because I know this might sound a little ignorant, but I'm excited to see if it's valued, right? Is this actually going to happen? We've been talking about this market collapse for so long and it appears that the CPI data is there to provide that collapse that we've all been talking about. But we have 158 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. If you're stacking your cash, definitely smash that like button. But we're going to Selman G this morning. Selman, what do you think about March 2024? Is this going to be massive for Bitcoin?
2: Man, uh, it's just funny, like yesterday or the day before, we've seen an all time high in hash rates. That was a crazy peak. And so you see uh, activity is rising again. It's it, That's interesting because, you know, the market is pretty much at a um, like bottom. And so um, seeing so much act- activity on the blockchain is just interesting. And you see that the helving we're ta- always talking about, like four years is now getting, you know, shorter. It's, uh, and and as I said, a year around a year before the next halving was always the market bottom, and then the halving the just you know incentivized all to start pumping the, their backs, uh, their you know cryptocurrencies, because um, with the halving, of course, you're um, you're cutting supply in half, the inflation in half, and so bull market started. But guys, we want to think ahead of the people, and a year before. Is the best time or has always been a best time to invest and a recession takes around 18 months and so uh, we're not gonna find out if you know recession is over until or let's say the bottom in a recession it's gonna be tough for us because people will always think that recession will continue a couple more months but the bottom is already there therefore you know these days we need to pay closer attention I personally believe we could see still see a letdown down. Uh, However, if we see good transformation, we're not going to wait the whole time and miss out on uh, different opportunities.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Simon. And we are yet to dive into our most important news for today. As we just talked about Charles Schwab Citadel and Fidelity coming into crypto, well, Fidelity is doubling down because Fidelity will shift retail customers into cryptocurrency very, very soon, according to Galaxy CEO Mike Novengratz. So $4.2 trillion asset manager Fidelity is reportedly working towards offering Bitcoin trading services to its 34 million retail investors all across the globe. Novengratz told the conference audience at, in New York on September 12th that this move may be just around the corner. A bird told me that Fidelity, a little bird in my ear, is going to shift to retail customers into crypto very, very soon. We are still in this institutional march and that gives crypto its floor. The Wall Street Journal also weighed in and noted that Fidelity is currently weighing in on a plan to allow individual investors to trade Bitcoin through its brokerage platform. This is another example of Charles Schwab and Fidelity trying to profit off the cryptocurrency market that they criticized for so long. NFT Tones, I'd love to start with you. Mike Novogratz. says that 34 million new people are going to have access to Bitcoin through Fidelity. What could that do for these markets?
3: Yeah, that could be huge for this for these markets. 34 million people is a huge increase in the current numbers uh that then we have now. So it'll be really interesting to see when Fidelity uh when Fidelity actually starts doing this and how big of an increase we actually see in these cryptocurrencies that they'll allow access to. It'll be interesting also to see how. If they expand further uh, along and see what other companies expand and allow more people, more of the common folks to actually get involved, the consumers get involved and actually adopt this technology.
0: Exactly, Tones. And Selman, I'm going to kick it to you, but Fidelity responded to these rumors saying that they have nothing new to announce, but expanding our offerings to enable broader access to digital assets remains an area of focus. We are only going to see more investors enter this space. And of course, of course, more investors means more cash. Summon, what are you anticipating with 34 million new investors getting
2: ready to buy Bitcoin? Um, you know, you're going to get these kind of news updates all the time. But when you hear about Fidelity, that's huge. That's great news. And, you know, we talk about, we brought it up, to, or maybe I'm going to touch on this the third time now. Market bottom is going to come closer Guys, you know, uh, we're coming closer to an end uh, for that bearish move. And then a new cycle will start after consolidation. And these kind of news updates right now should even incentivize or or support the thesis that, you know, it's not a bad time to get in. Because in general, if you zoom out, of course, you know, buying now has always been lucrative. Um, and if you see the big guys opening the doors for big investors, um, you know, probably they're not – Immediately going to buy because they know these kind of news updates will pump the price, but then sooner or later, probably they tell their clients, Wait, we're gonna dump the price a little bit more for you guys. But, like, still, it's a great time to wake up, open your eyes, and see for great opportunities. Quant XRP, you know, many other projects. I want Quant to drop to zero though, but uh, anything else, guys, that's great. Um, Drop to zero? Really bullish.
1: Yeah, cause he wants to buy a cheap Listen, Yeah, but Summer, zero
0: means it goes away. So yeah,
1: he doesn't mean zero. Let's way. say
0: two dollars.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> so I mean, listen, I love you, man, but you got a better chance of getting struck by lightning twice in the same place. Give him
0: a reality check, Rodo.
1: They're quite hitting two dollars. Okay, so there you go. Don't don't hold your breath for two bucks. You ain't ever gonna see. it. Maybe you'll see forty or fifty, but you ain't seeing two. But, yeah. So. I-
3: <laughs> Uh, I, I've been hearing quant to go to 50 to $70. And yeah. I, I think that is definitely more reasonable. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I, I think that could be very likely, Johnny. I want to show our listeners this list of partnerships right here. And this is one of the main factors that we're not going to see a $2 quant. We've got Oracle, who is a partner of quant, also partnered with Microsoft, Amazon Web Services, Lackchain, which is going to be transferring money from Latin America over to Europe. There's just too much liquidity in this system for quant to get to $2. So Ask for something else for Christmas, Selman. But I do want to ask you to close it out here. What are you anticipating? Of course, I'm just joking. I don't mean to give you a hard time. We love you, Selman. And what are you anticipating from Quant? Realistically, what do these partnerships mean to you? We got Amazon and Microsoft on here.
2: Um, so here's the thing. Yesterday on Discord, we talked about this. Um, like I missed a train and I hated. I did another Important, like fundamental analysis. Like I was sitting there reading through the white paper and all the partnerships, etc. And I was like, "Damn! Like this is like Quan is definitely on my watch list." And I added something else that I know you're gonna cover today. Another uh, layer one solution, uh, and it's just um, like insane what Quan has uh, done. And what what I offered everyone is to just go live on Discord, like randomly with maybe twenty. 50 or 20, 30 people, depends how many would like to join. And then just go over everything from scratch. Talk about quant, why I feel like it's it's the next big thing. And if you see Amazon, right, Amazon there. And Oracle um, is also like a big guy. I don't know the others, to be honest. But um, Amazon, obviously, Amazon, Oracle are big. And you see, these are like uh, partnerships that are already B chain, for example, has and other blockchains. Uh, Hedera Hashgraph has also great uh, partnerships. But you see, uh, the future is going to be multi-chain, and you have, you know, Quant there really looking out for the big guys, big guys. And so this is just bullish. It just adds to my thesis why you know Quant makes sense to invest. And I really want it to drop to forty. If it went down to zero, you're right. Uh, it would be like. They would probably bring out a new one called Quant Classics. But, uh. Yeah, anyways.
0: No, you're spot on, Selman. And you I know, think it's – oh, go ahead, Roto.
1: So just to jump in here real quick. So you said something, Selman, in there that I, I'm going to try to rephrase it. You said you missed the boat because it's at $100. No, you didn't miss the boat, dude. In fact, you talked about planting trees. I'm going to tell you to follow your own advice. When's the best time to plant a tree? Maybe 20 years ago. But today, He's at $100, okay? We're talking about a coin. That has a max supply of 14 million coins. That's it, okay? And in, in a very low market cap right now, Quant could be anywhere, anywhere in the future, sitting around anywhere from a thousand to ten thousand dollars. All right. So when you look at it today, and five years from now, when you're looking at saying, "Shit, I could have bought it at 100 when it's sitting at a thousand or $5,000, you're going to be kicking yourself. So, my friend, don't be afraid. You're not too late. You are plenty. I would, if I were you. In fact, I'm DCing in right now. I'm a DC-ing in DC game. Anywhere from $40 to about $110. I'm DCing all in that range. I don't care. I don't yeah.
2: care. And there's something else, Johnny. People think, uh, you know, because of low supply and the price is so high, they don't really see a big um, price appreciation or a big reward uh, compared to other cryptocurrencies. But actually... The uh, I've seen many low supply currencies, but they didn't really do well. But Quant has real, you know, utility, Correct. and it's solving a huge like problem. And so, uh, right. with 14 million, imagine Bitcoin is so widely adopted, accepted. But imagine Quant is going to be even better in terms of you know technology that um and that you know a lot of people. Maybe you're not going to see a trillion dollars in Quant. We're going to cover that in, in the new future. But like still, if you have like 100 billion there, right? That would be a huge price appreciation. So guys, uh, absolutely. If you check out the price, don't, don't feel like, Oh, it's already too expensive, but I'm just joking. I, you know, it would be cool to see $40 again. I would be stacking, but I'm definitely going to look forward to see some good, uh, good, um, investments. It looks like there is an inverse head and shoulders for Quan, So it looks bullish. I didn't check out the charts today, but, um, yeah, when Bitcoin is, st- 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 goes sideways above 20,500 and dominance is already up. You know, dominance could fall again a little bit. You could see another quick alt season.
1: And remember this, something has to bring all these chains together, right? Interoperability is the key enabler for this to happen. If we needed it in 1997 to bring the internet and emails and TCPIP was that key enabler. And today for crypto, in blockchains, it's either going to be most likely quant or chain link, which is why I got both. You might have both in your bags. So I'm telling you, man, I don't think you're too late. I don't think you're too late at all. I'd start these, not financial advice, but I'm DCing in.
0: And what's interesting, Johnny, is that Quant and Chainlink both have connections to Microsoft and Google, but I do want to highlight one last partnership here that I think is worth mentioning because we have Hyperledger partnering with Quant that's going to allow not only industries to collaborate with one another, but it's going to allow the tokenization of assets. We are going to see the tokenization of assets take the world by storm over this next decade. And Quant is going to be one of the most profitable cryptocurrencies when it comes to that specific niche. Johnny, I'd love for you to close us out here while I pull up our next article.
1: Yeah, I think at the end of the day, Abs, you know, it's just hard to add any more to it. I think Quant, something has to bring us there. Something has to bring the interoperability. And to me, the two best horses in the race right now is Quant and Chainlink. You know, some may argue, you know, Adam or Cosmos too, but for me, or, you know, but for me, I think right now, I want to make sure I've got both of those horses in the race. And I would recommend that to any friend or family member. You know, if I was talking to them, I'd be like, yeah, those are two. You want to make sure because something has to bring all these chains together.
0: And Johnny K, when we talk about horses in the race, we're about to break down a couple DeFi coins that I believe everyone should have at least a little bit of exposure to. But we got 167 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button on this beautiful Tuesday. We're going to continue bringing you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics. And we're going to continue showing up every day. But we've got Kevin O'Leary naming two Ethereum rivals that he believes could challenge Ethereum's dominance. And these names, well, they may get you excited. So Kevin O'Leary says the shortcomings of Ethereum leave the smart contract platform to be exposed to competition. Kevin O'Leary says that anything could still happen in this young layer one sector. Ethereum is slow and expensive. And if it doesn't fix itself, it's going to have lots and lots of competition. I'm going to wait and see what happens because it will attract more applications and more use cases than anything else to date. But that doesn't mean it's fixed in stone. Kevin O'Leary names two other competitors, Hedera Hashgraph and Solana, as well as a Layer 2 scaling solution Polygon as applications he's going to be watching to take down Ethereum. I also think there's other applications from H Barcelona and Polygon with all kinds of different ideas in terms of the speed, fees, transparency, audibility, security, and all of these things. Look, if you want exposure into this market, Kevin O'Leary said you need at least seven or eight positions because nobody knows who's going to win. And he's documented this many times before. He holds over 30 cryptocurrencies. Johnny Crypto, he's gone out of his way to mention Hedera Hashgraph many times. We had BitBoy Crypto mentioning Hedera. We've got Google endorsing Hedera. Hedera Hashgraph, is it a sleeping giant?
1: Uh, You know, there's so much momentum and, and support behind it that it, it makes me feel like it is in fact in fact I think I told you guys last week I I, DC, I DCA dDC to tomorrow but the one that always surprises not surprises me but but uh what's the word I don't want to even say fascinates me more shock. I know you're gonna
0: say Solana though
1: yeah why like I, you know what really shocks me in this article I can't believe he didn't mention cardano and it's just weird I don't know if they just don't like cardano if they have a, a, a axe to grind with cardano. Or maybe I'm just retarded and I don't get it. But Cardano, <laughs> the developers are choosing Cardano. People are writing on this. They're using it. He's developing it slow. Maybe he's moving too slow for them. And maybe that's why. But but everybody's hooked on Solana when this thing has got major problems. And so it's just fascinating to me, Abs, that they keep pushing. You keep hearing them. Matic, no surprise to me at all. Hedera at HBAR, no surprise at all. Cardano, surprising it's not in the list. And Solana... Like, to be honest with you, you have to own it only because there's so many people behind it wanting it to succeed. Big money people that I think it's going to for that reason. But I could be wrong.
0: I want to go to Selman here, but we got an amazing comment from Mentelec saying that HBAR's metrics put it nearly a decade ahead of other digital assets. And that could be one of the main factors that so many people are speaking out about the use cases for Hedera Hashgraph. So Selman, what are you anticipating with Hedera Hashgraph? We may have the largest oil supplier in Africa actually building a system to exchange value what are you anticipating?
2: Um, so he's actually right when it comes to, you know, competition. The competition is growing, guys. Um, in this bull market, Bitcoin, Ethereum, you know, like especially Ethereum, uh, we're in the spotlight, you know. But but Hedera Hashgraph is growing. NFTs on Cardano is like growing. You have so many. And sooner or later, XRPL is going to come with, with the XLS 20 update, right? So that's going to be great. And so more and more uh, Ethereum is giving up on its um, like market shares. And what I really understand, what I really think is, is crazy. Like, imagine this, we thought Ethereum is the mother of all all coins and Ethereum is just, you know, it's just too established to fail. Um, I don't think that it's going to go away. So it's always going to be there. But a lot of people will move to other blockchains because of the carbon neutral, you know, neutral or carbon friendliness of these blockchains. I know proof of stake is gonna be, is, it's right around the corner, but guys, big, big projects are working or partnering. Here it is. Starbucks, for example, is partnering with Polygon. You have so many projects going to Polygon or testing Hedera Hashgraph. Sooner or later, it's gonna be XRPL, right? So you see so many big projects are going there. I'm telling you, um, back like a year ago when I saw Polygon, I thought Polygon is literally like a a cheap blockchain. Like, why would you choose Polygon? I know zero gas fees, but like right next to Ethereum, Polygon looks so cheap. Ethereum is like, you know, the Gucci. But now that big institutions are working or partnering with Matic, that means, you know, there is going to be great marketing. It already is. And the, the mindset is switching immediately. People now see Polygon as like, wow, this is the blockchain I want to build on. I want to be right next to Starbucks. I want to be right next to Disney, right? So that's why I believe you know, I changed my mindset on this. I feel like Matic is its on my watch list now, right now. When I dollar cost average into projects, I will definitely focus on Matic as well. And Matic, guys, if they continue like that, building silently, dude, not really silently. They're super loud on crypto, Twitter. Um, but this is great news that tells me that Ethereum is going to lose a lot of shares,
0: Johnny. We do call this the fastest hour in crypto, so I want to warn our listeners these last 15 minutes we are going to be going rapid fire. But I know NFT Tones had some comments. We're showing a tweet that I put out last night listing some of the most, the largest partnerships on the planet that have to do with Matic. But I think you had an H bar comment, so the floor is yours, my friend.
3: So, real quick, I am super excited for what H bar has to come with everything. I mean, I don't know if you guys know, but they're actually partnered with Ubisoft, and then I I feel like that article missed another big coin, which is the fact that they missed Algorand, because I feel like Algorand is another really, really big hitter. So I, I feel like there's a lot of coins coming up. And then to come up uh, onto what we were talking about, Polygon, I feel like is going to be another big hitter. As we can see, we see a bunch of different companies partnering with it. We have DraftKings, we have Reddit, Disney not sure what Stripe is, but, um, Uh, it's a payment system. Oh, okay. So it would be really, really interesting to maybe start to see, like, I feel like we might start to see like beer companies and stuff come out and we might start to see like them offer NFTs where you can actually get free beer or stuff for a year. So it'll be really interesting to see more partnerships come out of this stuff. Um, I know Starbucks is partnering with Matic and, Starbucks is going to offer free drinks and stuff apparently from owning certain NFTs and stuff. So it could be really, really interesting to root and way they go about this.
0: And I think it's only going to add additional use cases to the NFT market. I feel like this bubble that we experienced in 2021, it scared retail investors away. Everybody thinks it's digital art. Now they're going to really understand the use cases that NFTs provide as well as the community, but we get 155 live listeners joining us this morning. Show us some love, smash that like button. We're about to dive into a quick story for today because we have VChain expanding into Europe and launching this beautiful t-shirt that's going to be featured all across the globe and all across Europe. i just love to get some quick comments from Johnny K. We've got more important stories, but what do you think of the t-shirt?
1: Um, Not a t-shirt. fan, huh? I think people would rather have an RSW t-shirt, right? I'm sure okay. the fans would love to have
0: that. I agree, <laughs> I definitely agree, Johnny. But it is pretty cool because they it partnered cool.
1: with the UFC
0: it and they've got cool. all these major partnerships. What's also funny is that I was watching a kick, a kickboxing event, an Asian kickboxing event, and you know who was on the floor? Hadera Hashgraph. But that's oh, it's all fun and games, and of course, I'm just kidding about that story. But I do want to show our listeners a very important video from Raul Paul talking about how when CBDCs are launched. That's going to open the floodgates for XRP. The beginning of this audio is a little bit tough, so bear with me here because it does get good at the end. We're going to let this short clip play and get some comments from the group. Here we go. uh,
2: There's this weird narrative from the past about Ripple. The point being is, even if they have to settle a lawsuit
1: and get a slap on the wrist, Ripple plays actually quite an important role. It's a money transmission network, and it does quite a good job of it. And it has deep connections with global governments around the world, and has worked really hard on it. Um, so there, there is a reason that chain is valued as highly as it is, and it's not from speculative speculation. It's actually, you know, it got, it got taken off a whole bunch of exchanges because of the lawsuit. It's actually because
0: when I use my net cast law model, the amount of value that gets transacted on the chain is very high. It's being used. So I think if you lift the, 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 uh, the, the
2: legal issue, the probability is, is that the value of the chain increases to, you know, as the world moves towards central bank digital currencies,
1: I think the XRP network is going
2: to be somewhere at the center of all of that. So yeah, I don't, I don't rule it out. I
0: know it's not. Immediately where my where my mind went, Johnny Crypto, was the video that Ripple released a couple of weeks ago, breaking down how they are going to create the main solution for central bank digital currencies to communicate with one another. It seems that Raul Paul is buying into this same image. What are you anticipating when CBDCs are launched around the world? Is XRP going to be the liquidity between? And if so, this market cap is going to be over $20 trillion.
1: You know, I'm not going to lean forward and say that they're going to be the single solution for the whole world because I don't think there's going to be a single solution initially I think there's going to be a segmented solution uh with something like a quant or ledger or chance something that brings the interoperability together for all of them but I do believe that you will see xrp mainly probably more so outside the us because you hear them planting all the seeds now but when I heard this video yesterday is was we uh discuss this, what got me super excited was this guy here, Rob Paul, he has, connect- I mean, if you go look at his background where he worked, he worked with the big boys, so this guy has connections, so if he's saying these kinds of things, he probably knows something that the rest of us don't, and for him to come out and say, listen to the words, when he said key things, like, XRP has certain relationships with certain places, and they've been in certain areas, and he believes they will be part of the system, <laughs> he literally came out and told us, like, guys, it's going to happen, so... I, you know, this got me really excited, Abs, because I believe that they will certainly, I've always felt they'd be part of the system. Now this just gave me more confidence that, because at some points, you know, along this path that I've gone through where I've gone through this kind of sine where I think, oh my God, XRP is the one. Then I was like, oh, maybe they're not the one. Then maybe they are the one. You know, I've gone through this, this bump in the road because you hear a lot of different things and you see some things that don't make sense, like Cypherium and things like that, right? But at the end of the day, when you hear something like this, it kind of gets me back on that high part, like, yeah, okay, I think they're going to be part of this. I don't think anybody knows, but certainly this gave me a lot of confidence that that I think XRP is going to be part of the system.
0: Selman, and we actually we're actually showing a video of Vitalik Buterin back in 2014, stating that Ethereum, it's not the internet of value. Ripple is the internet of value. And Raul Paul is talking about a totally separate use case. But can you imagine if Ripple is used as the internet of value, as well as the solution for interoperability between central bank digital currencies? Maybe that's why the SEC is suing them.
2: Yeah, so I truly, believe really like XRPL has so many different use cases. And it's the first carbon-friendly blockchain that allows you also like two different things carbon friendliness but also allows you to tokenize assets so people think ethereum started all of this no like uh, that was xrp and xrpl was you know um way before ethereum came out and um there are so many different use cases and i really love the fact that um know ethereum looks like or other blockchains look like they they take so much uh, so much away they have great marketing center but like ripple is super like silently observing building and it's just what i love about it is they're the you know the great partnerships play an important role you see what happened to snapchat when instagram all of a sudden just copied the idea if they when they weren't able to acquire it right and like everybody's using Instagram more often than they use snapchat and so you see ripple has uh the resources has uh, the, uh, the the different partnerships we need to for mass adoption and that's happening here you have this one for example 2016 amazing like imagine 2016 they talked about how they're testing the cross-border payment you know the t- underlying technology of it and so you see there, it's super slowly happening but it's kind of like the predictive programming. They tell you what's going to happen in the the future. Right. And, uh, this is why I believe, um, it is the internet of value and it's gonna, you're going to see more examples sooner or later, uh, maybe in the next bull run with great marketing, people will finally see that just because we don't see it doesn't mean ripple is not the internet of value. It's there, they're building, developing something with David Schwartz, right. As a CTO, a very uh, smart guy. And, um, you're gonna see that with marketing sooner or later. When and probably they're not gonna do any like marketing like Cardano does. Probably they're not gonna speak at all. It's gonna be the institutions that speak about Ripple. After the lawsuit case, I'm certain it's gonna be um, they're gonna be vocal.
0: And we're actually showing an article from 2016 stating that Ripple and R3 are teaming up with 12 banks to trial XRP for cross-border payments. This is a long-term development, right? When we talk about cryptocurrencies, we know the first patents were filed in 1988, and we didn't have Bitcoin rolled out until 2009. Well, we've got Ripple and R3 Testing cross border payments back in 2016. Here we are in 2022, and we don't have any real world implementation yet, but it's a great look into the future for what we can anticipate going forward. And I want to remind our listeners that September is a massive date for the cryptocurrency market because we have so much going on. We've got the CPI data today, the Ethereum merge tomorrow, Mt. Gox claiming deadline. FOMC rate hike decision, and the Basel Fork is coming at the end of this month as well. So much happening all throughout the market. Johnny Crypto, I'd love to kick it to you, but I'm seeing that we're short on time, so I'm going to dive into this last article. We've got a massive development for AVAX as investment giant KKR puts a portion of its private equity fund on to the Avalanche blockchain. Let me explain why this is so important. So KKR, which has $471 billion in assets under management at the end of 2021, they are moving that liquidity to the blockchain. We are going to see billions of dollars flood into this market. We had Andresen Horswitz create a $4.5 billion fund earlier this year. KKR is following the same blueprint. Johnny Crypto, what's going on?
1: Yeah, I mean, KKR is a huge player in the space. They're a monster investment uh, firm. On many many companies bought and sold, and for them to be adopted again, just more signs of adoption coming. Thank you guys, Uh, we appreciate you making this your favorite YouTube show. Don't forget to smash that that like button and also share it to your friends. Tell your friends, tell your family as they're starting to learn. Hey, what do I learn about crypto? Hey, go watch this Good Morning Crypto show. You know, you hopefully we're providing a lot of good information to help you guys grow, grow and learn. But um, this is big news again for Avax. It's one of those that I've always kind of liked. I've always thought it had good momentum behind it, ABS. So I think it's um, just very, very great news for for them and and another sign of adoption. And another reason why you don't know who's going to win. You can see it happening. See all the segmentation? Yeah, this company in AVAX, this one, you know, Starbucks and Polygon. All these different ones are happening. We don't know who's going to win, guys, except one. We know somebody's got to make them all talk together. Quant or Chainlink, baby. Let's go.
0: One thing's yeah. for sure, it's not going to be Bitcoin. And we're going to no. dive into an article right now talking right. about how David Schwartz says there's a severe bug that could be exploited with Bitcoin, but we're going to break this thing down as Ripple CTO David Schwartz claims that there is it's highly likely that there is a critical bug at at least one major implementation of Bitcoin source code. The vulnerability could potentially allow creating much higher number of coins going beyond the 21 million market cap. If the bug gets exploded, it could erode confidence in Bitcoin and cards gargantuan losses for exchanges. In 2010, an anonymous hacker exploited a critical vulnerability in Bitcoin source code that made it possible to create 184 billion new Bitcoin. The flaw was spotted by a long-term Bitcoin developer, Jeff Garzik, and he fixed the vulnerability involved rolling out a soft fork. So should Bitcoin holders be concerned in the long term? David Schwartz says absolutely not. David Schwartz says it's highly unlikely that the bug will ever be exploited by a malicious actor, which is why Bitcoiners shouldn't lose sleep over this news. Long-term holders don't really have anything to worry about, and this is an extremely rare circumstance for this to be exploited. But it is funny. Nobody talks about this. Back in 2010, we had a hacker get in there and create 184 billion new Bitcoin. I can only imagine if that happened again, what it would do to the entire market and how they could use that as a scare tactic to move people away from decentralized currencies, but Johnny Crypto, we are at fifty-seven minutes here, and I want to hear from uh, NFT tones as well. Any quick comments?
1: No, I mean again, any software. Listen, every single one of these cryptocurrencies in blocks have bugs in them. Okay, every single one, everyone, every single one has something that can be exploited. So there's no surprise. And what's going to happen over time? Just like you see, anybody else, Microsoft knows. Every day, you're getting a damn update from Microsoft saying, "Hey, here's a new patch. You got to add to your software, right?" Because it's just it's going to happen. And the same thing is going to happen with these blockchains. You're going to see issues and then these guys are going to, you know, they'll, they'll repair them. They're going to patch them and they're going to have to. There's no there's no choice. I can't imagine they would let that happen uh, to Bitcoin if that were to be the case. So I just think it's normal in this space and you're going to encounter these and they're going to fix them.
0: NFT Tones, I have one quick comment I want to read from Mr. Wright. He said, AVAX only has $295 in circulating. That's not going to be very fast for a smart layer one contract solution with low gas fees. That's a very good point, but I want to stick with this article, NFT Tones. How do you feel about the bug on Bitcoin and the fact that it was exploited over a decade ago?
3: So I feel like it's very important to know that it was uh, exploited uh, a decade ago, but I feel like you got to remember that a lot of this is new technology. It's starting to be adopted now. And a lot of people we're going to start to find a lot of these bugs. I mean, if you look at game development, some of these games take eight to 10 years and then they still come out with a shit ton of bugs. Look at cyberpunk, look at the recent saints row. So there's a ton of these games that could be in development for years and they still run into bugs and shit. So It's just unavoidable and it's just how this technology works. It just needs to become patched afterwards
0: and that's what they can do awesome thank you nft tones and we're going to close this thing out the same way we always do by saying thank you to each one of our special guests thank you to nft tones thank you to selman g and thank you to mr johnny crypto himself we have 155 live listeners out there show us some love smash that like button and tomorrow we've got showtime 2kx joining the show to share some very important information so we're going to close this thing out the same way we always do warriors
2: God
0: get your shit together baby thank you for joining